Welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan Lapique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. Well, thank you for listening, and welcome to a special edition of KPMG's podcast series, Advice Worth Keeping. Today, we're going to review the results of an annual market survey due around the state of real estate and facilities management outsourcing. This is an annual study that KPMG conducts globally where we survey end-user organizations, advisors, and service providers about trends in the REFM outsourcing market. So I'm pleased to have joining me here today Patrice Yields. She's part of the SSOA practice, Shared Services and Outsourcing Advisory in the U.S. She's a managing director. And Patrice is joined with two of her compadres, Mr. Doug Burr and Mr. Clinton Fairbanks. So Patrice, Doug, and Clinton, thank you for joining us here today on Advice Worth Keeping. So for those of you listening, there is a PowerPoint presentation associated with this podcast that you can get access to via the landing page. So we're going to be going through that in a series of podcasts talking about REFM outsourcing trends and the role that KPMG plays in supporting organizations' efforts in these areas. If you observe the PowerPoint, you'll learn a little bit about the shared services and outsourcing advisory practice. That's on slide number four. Pulse surveys are something that we do on a quarterly and on an annual basis, and specifically to REFM, this is probably close to the 15th year that we've been doing this, so we have a lot of historical context around what's going on in this market that we're going to be presenting to you. But what we feel is most valuable is the particular characteristics of the market that you're going to hear from Clinton, Doug, and Patrice. What we're really going to focus on is sort of the color commentary that our colleagues here can provide you on what's going on in the market. This is a global study. On slide number seven of the PowerPoint, you can see that uh, a good chunk of the respondents were operating in the Americas, North and South America, but we also have a good representation from Europe, as well as organizations and advisors that operate on a global scale. Pharma, biotech, healthcare, banking, financial services are some of the top industries represented, but there is a good representation across all major industries. What I'd like to do now is turn it over to the subject matter experts. We'd like to look at some of the findings we had this year compared to what we've seen in prior years. Patrice, if maybe you could provide us some insights on the historical context of what we're seeing in this annual Pulse survey. Thank you, Stan. As Sandra stated, there are a few things that are coming out from that comparison. A few areas of similarities are that the top three industries, which were financial services, pharma, and healthcare, continue to drive demand. The REFM IT systems and reporting continue to drive. Clients are asking for more of those capabilities. And the Americas and EMEA and the global respondents continue to remain high. So those are the similarities that we have seen from last year over this year. It is worth it to mention a few areas that are standing out because of double-digit increase or decrease. For instance, we see an increase in service provider and advisory 
stating that the reason their clients are not outsourcing are that they feel the risk are too high. We saw an increase of 13% there, which is significant. We see an increase from the buyers stating that the organization plan to increase their space usage and increasing their total side of their real estate portfolio over the, the coming years, that increased by 21%. That is also a significant number. Everyone seems to agree when we're talking to service provider and advisor that the typical length of a contract is 3 to 5%. Again, almost a 20% increase, so it's taking hold in the market. And on the 11% uh, percent decrease, lower expectation from the service provider and advisors on the ability to increase the scope within the existing contract over the next few quarters. So everybody feels that they have their contract and it is going to be pretty steady. We do have a 12% increase of buyers looking to gain external skills, talent, and resources on the market, and that's why they would go to outsourcing. Those are a few of the standout areas that we have seen compared to last year. Let's talk quickly over the top macro trend. First, we feel that the outsourcing and shared services remains an area that will continue to change. Global firms continue to push for global sourcing. However, the largest impediment is different management layers having differing, differing priorities. There is a little bit of a confusion compounded with the global and regional economic conditions. So uncertainty continues to impact the organization on the decisions on what they're going to do and why they will source their services differently. As a second macro trend, the growth level for demand for traditional outsourcing and shared services as a means to improve the service delivery has continued to decline. The overall outsourcing market growth is solid. It is fueled by an ongoing evolution to the next generation outsourcing and very much fueled by data analytics and automation, intelligent automation, robotics, to deliver more value at a good pricing model. As to the third part, the GBS Global Business Services combining onshore, nearshore, and offshore shared services and outsourcing have really become prominent with all of the organizations supporting global operations. And in this area, there is still fragmentation across function and geographies and business units, but the leading organization really has pioneered the transformation effort and is very much showing improvement with governance and benefits to the businesses. So that's an important piece to know. As another macro trend, businesses of all sizes are very much pushing for automation. Again, RPA, robotic process automation, or intelligent automation. But there is a large gap that continues with expectation in the technology and what the technology can do and what it will offer to the organization. So the use of bots and RPA is really now mainstream for big, large corporations. It has become a little bit table stakes, and they will continue to grow, but moving to other areas of automation. 
Patrice, on that topic of automation, do you see that your clients in the REFM space are viewing automation primarily as a cost reduction tool? So you can use bots, for example, to eliminate headcount, or do you see that they're looking at it for more strategic benefits, perhaps better understanding of their clients? So how much of it is a cost-cutting play versus a value-added play, or is it both? I believe that it's both. They're looking at it strategically, certainly to better understand their uh, operations, and combined with the data analytics, it gives them solid strategy and certainly planning for the future. But like everywhere, there is, of course, a push for cost reduction, not only in RFM, but everywhere else. Doug and Clinton, what do you see with your clients? I've got some thoughts about automation, and especially with REFN. In general companies, we see, as you said, tremendous push towards automation, RPA, all the, all the different benefits technology can bring you. And I think there's an extra hurdle for it to get into the REFM area because so many of the services are tied to the building. Quite a few of the services are physical, cleaning it, you're maintaining it, and it's hard to automate those physical types of services. So we get robots, of course. I think that's an additional hurdle for the CRE, the corporate real estate head, to bring automation in because while they're looking for it and they see the benefits in other parts of the companies, they're having a hard time implementing that in real estate. I do think one thing's going to help them, and it hasn't quite matured yet, but it's the Internet of Things because only now are pieces of equipment that are being installed having the contact points and the data collection points that they need to manage chillers and air handlers and lights and electrical panels and things like that. So the equipment going in now and then in the past five years and definitely in the next five years has that information and has those contact points. And that's going to allow automation, but it's still going to be about five years down the road until there's enough installed base of Internet of Things. So they want to do it, in my opinion, but they just don't have the technology yet because everything's tied to the building. And I agree with that. The Internet of Things, we're in the very initial stages of predictive analytics. And with predictive analytics, as these machines are getting smarter and as the service providers and the clients become more savvy with the actual technologies that are available, this predictive analytics is really going to help bring additional value and cost savings in the form of actually being able to design better preventative maintenance programs. It's actually going to help with planning for the future. So this is where the benefit for that intelligent automation is going to come about. But to Doug's point, it's definitely the very early stages. One last point to follow up on what you said, Clinton, on preventative maintenance. I'll make a prediction that Periodic preventive maintenance is going to go away once we have enough Internet of Things installed because instead of needing to do maintenance on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis to equipment and buildings, you're just going to know. The machines are going to tell you when you need it. Doug, on that point, what do you see as a realistic time frame for the average company versus the fast adopter? When will that become the norm? It's going to be about 10 years where it's the norm. I think it's going to be about five years for the leader. Because okay. most equipment and most big building systems, they'll depreciate and you'll replace them between 10 and 20 years. The leaders will go in and they'll get enough of an installed base, say 40%, 50% of their equipment, and they'll go retrofit and add Internet of Things data collection points. But you think for the norm, it's going to be contingent upon the replacement cycle when you do that upgrade? I do, yes. Okay, great. Quentin, what are you seeing as some of the key real estate facilities management market characteristics? 
As we've seen over the past couple decades, the majority of the outsourcing, for example, with the repair, the maintenance, the cleaning services, those have been the core of all of our outsourcing deals. But what we have seen more recently is that there are the more strategic areas that are coming into play in outsourcing the plant. We're seeing that with the clients and the, from the service providers, the clients are putting more trust into them, and so they're actually giving more scope to the service providers and allowing them to manage more of the whole building and give more areas around more risk-sensitive services, such as like environmental health and safety services. There's a lot of strategic and planning that's going on. We're also seeing that the organizations, the agendas, although they're very focused on improving cost performance and improving the workplace, we also see that there's a big focus on improving the workplace to attract talent. And there's a big push to also improve sustainability. But ultimately, the bottom line is the most important thing. And so cost reduction still remains the greatest driver for outsourcing. As you notice, we did just talk about the technology Technology within REFM continues to be a great driver in these deals, and clients are putting more and more focus on the technology portion of the deal. And so ultimately, the buyers are really looking for the ability to have ease of administration. They're looking for more accurate reporting functions. And so this is one of those areas that the technology is bringing that visibility and transparency to them. And ultimately, the most important thing is, is to really have a single source of true real-time data. And the last thing that we're really seeing is that the buyers are pushing, sourcing, and coordinating their efforts more and more on a global basis. We see that they're going two ways. The buyers are either going with a single service provider on a global scale, or they're creating a integrated program that has multiple suppliers that follow the same program, but the suppliers are on more of a regional basis. Either way, we're seeing that they are continuing to put more and more effort into consolidating their regions into a single provider. And just to follow up on that, I want to make the point that the REFM outsourcing market is a mature market. So both on the supplier side and the buyer side, the suppliers have been around, they've proven themselves, they have large deals, they're managing billions of square feet for their clients. And on the buyer side, we're not seeing very many at all first-generation outsourcing. So we're seeing second-generation, third-generation, where they're renewing contracts and consolidating and bundling and adding scope. Or occasionally, we're seeing growth companies that acquire a bunch of other companies and finally get to critical mass and have a first-generation outsourcing. But it's pretty rare now. It's a mature market. Companies have already gone through a couple generations of outsourcing, especially in the U.S. The only place we really see it right now where you would come across first generation is EMEA, especially Eastern Europe and some parts of Asia. In the U.S. and for global companies, second, third, fourth generation outsourcing now. Given that most organizations are in the second or third or fourth generation of their outsourcing efforts, do you see that the value proposition they're pursuing is changing? Is it moving beyond cost savings to look for other things as they become more mature or is still cost savings the bottom line for doing these types of efforts? Well, it's definitely cost savings, but the companies have proven themselves. I don't want to say it's icing on the cake. It's important. You needed to get in the game, but the expectations on cost savings in your second or third generation are fairly well known, 5, 10, 
It's not the crazy 25 you're going to get out of a first. But cost savings is in there, but they definitely are looking to improve the relationship and improve services at the same time. And Stan, it's important to know that in the first generation, it's usually services that are of a lower risk to the buyer. And typically in like the second and third generation, now there's more scope that's being added over to the service provider, which the service provider is now taking on more complex scope, more strategic scope. So that's also where the focus on cost savings is as they're going in their second and third generation as well. Yes, and in the second and third generation, clients are very much looking for more systems to manage their portfolios as well as data analytics to keep improving on that first-generation contract. Okay, so I'd like to again thank Patrice, Doug, and Clinton for their time here today on this Advice Worth Keeping podcast. Again, you can find the associated PowerPoint related to this discussion on the landing page for the podcast and can also find historical information around KPMG's market research and thought leadership on the state of the real estate and facilities management outsourcing market. Patrice, Doug, Clinton, thank you very much for your time today. Great session. And you can find the links to the items you referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash us slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.